بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله واهله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته No, 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 no. I mean, he's correct. We're going to speak on it all. We're going to speak on the relationship from parent to child, child to parent, and the family in general. How mm-hmm. Islam values family values over mm-hmm. everything else except for, you know, the worship of Allah and You're the Prophet. Supposed- yeah. Yeah. But it's incorporated in it. No, because he said speaking of like someone said something about it, but nobody did. Oh, no, you okay. said that's why we're brothers. No, you. you said speaking of brothers. I was like, yeah, cool. Then you said speaking of family. Where'd the family come from? Because <laughs> brothers is family. Man, that doesn't matter. Let's, let's get into let's the get topic to, of the discussion. The uh, okay. Family is so important in Islam. You guys don't understand this. Mother lies under the feet. I mean, Jenna, Jenna lies, lies under, under the, the feet of your mother. your mother. Like, subhanAllah, think about that. And a lot of people, I've seen many, I've seen grown men come to tears about their mothers, subhanAllah. Maybe their mothers have passed away. Maybe, the, maybe they mistreated their mothers in the past, and they're, they're so regretful of that. That's how, this is important. This is something, you can regret this for the rest of your life. The, parent, the time that you got your, with your parents is limited. Mm-hmm. You've known your parents your whole life. They don't, they've only known you for as long as you've been alive. Yeah, think about exactly. that. Exactly. But, like, one of the things, like, about your the relationship with your parents is how they raise you up right there's because we live in a time where we get things mixed up mm-hmm. as you know as human beings i mean that's that's what's going to happen you know as time goes on th- confusion is going to arise right and that's where fitness is going to come from so one of the things that i'm talking about is the responsibility of the parents over the child to teach them islam to teach them the true islam not to Uh, throw in things that they think is right or things that they think is wrong, right? I'm speaking of when you speak about Islam, you speak strictly from the standpoint of the Quran and Sunnah. Not speaking of what your culture says about things. Not speaking of what your desires say about things. Like, And this is an example of, like I've seen from myself when people have spoken to me about it, saying, oh, their parents do this and this. And like they, it's strained their relationship with their parents because they are studying Islam. They're studying further and understanding that this is stuff is not from Islam. It's not from the Sunnah. It's not from the Quran. Like there's nothing about this, about the some of the things that their parents do that's in Islam, right? And one of the things that I'm talking about is like, let's say um, specific ways that people dress or something like that. They'll say, oh yeah, this is what Islam says. Really, it's just their culture. Yeah. Or um, practices that they have in their culture for, you know, say food or something like this. They'll say this is from he- Islam. Here's a common thing. Here's a common thing. A lot of parents try to use Islam to make something haram that is not haram, right? Let's say they don't want their child doing a certain thing. Or having a certain haram. haircut. Exactly, right? We've been yeah. victim of that. <laughs> <laughs> not, well, not really. But, but look, hold, on, hold on, just to start off though, your parents are a blessing from Allah and your children are also a blessing from Allah and also a test because think about it. There are people out there who don't have parents, mm-hmm. right? Maybe even some of you watching this video. And there are also people out there who cannot have children. Mm-hmm. It's also a blessing. Mm-hmm. So keep always keep that in mind and it's going to always be a test for you. Yeah, and treat them as such. Your parents, you know, alhamdulillah, thank Allah that you have, some people they don't have parents or some people they have parents that mistreat them to such an extent and they're truly, they truly have injustice done to them while you, you might have a little qualm or a little quarrel with your parents and you're, you're upset and you're angry over this and you say heinous things towards your parents. Like, no, that is not a way to do it. And even if you want to, if you want my evidence for this, look at the way Prophet Ibrahim and I said, I'm talking to his father. Mm-hmm. And his father was a mushrik, and he's told his, his own threatened to kill him. His, yeah, his own father threatened to stone him and kill him. And uh, he still tried to make dua for his dad. And he, yeah, he said, and he said, I ask Allah for forgiveness for you. Here's the thing: remember that Allah is the one who chose your parents for you. It is Allah's decree. You know, there is no going around that. So, you know, those of you who might have the 
who might have, let's say, abusive parents, right? Bear patience, right? Mm -hmm. Respect them, but respect them at a distance. Mm -hmm. Because at the same time, you know, like I said, I also said it was a test, not only a blessing, but also a test. So you will, even if your parents are your own test, know that, know that this life is not, is not forever. Mm -hmm. And know there will come a day when justice, justice will be served. Yeah. SubhanAllah. And one thing that like, I, I like to always, you know, talk to people about is that if you ever come to me with, oh, my parents let me do this. My parents said this. I'm going to look you in the face. And I'm going to be like, do you not have make choices for yourself, especially if you're at an age where you understand right and wrong. You understand, you know, the, the boundaries and the, the rules and regulations that are set upon you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Especially if, like, the, speaking for Muslims, right? When you say these types of things, I'm going to look at you dead in your eyes and I'm going to be like, are you stupid? Like, is there something wrong with you in your head? Like, there's, it, once you're past the age of puberty, you stop saying, my parents said this. And, no, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said this. Prophet said this. Prophet did this. Like, because when you when you stick to only what your parents say and do, you're you're limited. You limit yourself to only that which your parents know, and your parents aren't more knowing than the than and that's, and that's, that's, that's something important. And that's, they're no, not no, that's also something important. Your parents aren't you, and you aren't your parents. So you're not gonna embody their dreams, their goals, whatever they, whatever they are, and they're not gonna they're not embodying you, and they they can't enforce everything that they want you to do on you. Haram had that. It doesn't matter. No, no, of course. And uh, so most of you guys don't misunderstand this. What the brother here was saying, you're going to still obey your parents. You're still going to listen to your parents. They're, you're still going to show some level of, of, of obedience to them because we believe in that Islam. Mm -hmm. But they should not have the same obedience that you have for Allah and the Prophet <laughs> because they come above both of you know, your parents or any family member. And yeah, exactly what, like, what that means in, like, in other words is that if you take what your parents say at face value and run with that for the rest of your life, telling people like, oh, what you do is because your parents allow you to do it. Like, let's say for someone, for a Muslim who goes partying, their, their parents allow them to do that. You think that's right? Like, when you apply the things that your parents allow you to do, just because if your parents are careless, that's, that's on them. But at some point, it's going to get to a point where you're responsible. Don't say, don't bring up someone else saying, oh yeah, that such and such lets me do this or I'm allowed to do this at home or I do this at home. Like, if you speak ill at your house, you think that's okay to do it outside of your house? Like, that type of stuff. Like, this is, uh, this is what I'm speaking about. Like, this is a responsibility upon the parents. And shame on the parents who, they allow such acts. Like, they allow such actions from their, from their children knowing that it's haram. Like, or for the people who, they mix culture and Islam. This is, disgusting to me because I say, where in the Quran does it say this? Where where does it say I should do this? Like, if you want to revoke me being a Sudanese, uh, like, human, <laughs> if you want to revoke me being Sudanese, go ahead and do it because I identify as a Muslim. That's all I need. I don't need you to call me by where, where my uh, heritage stems from. But, you know, that's cool. That's where my history stems from. What's a lot of people's excuse to not believe in Islam is, oh, we only follow what our forefathers taught us, right? But we, are, we already know from reading the Quran that this is not going to be an excuse. When you come in front of Allah on the day of judgment and you say, oh, my parents did such and such, so I just fall right behind them. That was on you. It was on you to go and seek the knowledge. It was on you to, to try and do better, right? Because your parents aren't the knowers of everything. Your parents are not perfect, right? I don't know. And like another thing, like another point is take what your parents give you, right? Take the good, leave the bad. But you have to find it out for yourself because you're accountable for your own deeds on the day of judgment. I also, I think it's important to understand from both a parent and uh, a child perspective, both of you guys are human beings. Both of you guys live in this world where 
it's 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 dunya and then you're being tested and Islam is your religion and all these factors go into play. So it's always always important to remember some people that can be faulty and you you as well can be faulty. Of course. But the, the, the way you deal with certain situations, I feel like that's that's one of the most important things. You have to be gentle with one another and especially in a family. Like this is especially for family. You got to be gentle with each other at all. You can't cut off ties of, ties of kinship. You can't say, oh, I'm never going to speak to that person ever again because he did something so menial or something. Like you have a quarrel with your family. You be Sometimes I've seen people, they beef with their family more than they beef with other people in, like, in the world. They treat their family worse than they treat other people in the world. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. random people that they we, don't even we, know. We spoke on this before where it's like, okay, you might be the best person to people outside your family, right? But uh, when it comes to your family, you're, you're trash to them. And even the Rasulullah says the best of you is the best of those who are to their families. Mm-hmm. And I'm the best to my family. So think about it. Think about the way that the Prophet acted towards his family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're not going to hear an instance of a Prophet disrespecting his family. You're oh, not going to hear Hold on. Not even just the Prophet. Look at Luqman, Look at the way he approached his son, you know, with such wisdom and such elegance in speech. Mm-hmm. Right? And he got a whole surah named after him in the Quran. He came to his son so beautifully. He, he used the best words, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Some of us, we curse our children. Yeah, Think about cool. it. Some curse their parents. Like you, you have to understand that like, the, the, having parents is such a beautiful thing. Like this is the closest type of connection that you can have to what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has planned for you. And right? a lot of a lot of people don't realize it until it's too late. Until they have children of their own, how hard it was to raise a child. Like your mother, she carried you for months in her in her in from her. You ate from her own stomach and her own blood. And she carried you for months. And then after that, she took care of you sleepless nights, sleepless days to take care of you. Some mothers out there doing it by, by themselves. Some fathers doing it by themselves. Like, and they're, your father's out there working for you night and day, night and day, night and day, night and day. And then you have the audacity to talk ill to them. Just smack you. Man, I saw this picture, right? It was posted by non-Muslims, but, you know, I get the message. So basically, it was a, a father yelling at his son, you know, all the time. Then after that... The son grew up a little bit and then started yelling at his father. And they would just yell at each other. Then the, the father got old and now the son was always yelling at him. And now the father's too weak to do anything. So like, think about it. The son went from a weak state to the strong state and then vice versa for the father. And look, look, where, it, look where it ended up for both of them. Wow. SubhanAllah. Like, yeah, and speaking of that, like a situation like that, I used to have situations where if I were to argue with my mom or, or my dad, and let's say like the argument was like, so big that we didn't speak for a couple hours, I'd be just sitting in my room. I wouldn't be angry at, at anything but myself. I'd just be like, why are you doing this? That's your parents, bro. Like, you know how much they sacrificed for you to be in the position that you are? How much, like, you've had to sacrifice to help your parents be where they are? Like, why would you be angry at each other? You guys are a team. Like, this is a group effort to get to the to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, when you get to Jannah, you can reunite with your family. And what is it? Like, that's one of the best things to me personally. Like one of the things, there's so many things obviously like you could look forward to uh, making it to Jannah, right? But one of the things that I look forward to the most is being able to reunite with my family. Because I, like the first time I ever heard from my parents that, oh yeah, on the day of judgment, you're not even going to know your family for real. Like you're obviously like you're going to be af- so afraid, so anxious that you're going to run away from each other. I always thought that like, bro, what if I forget my family? Like if you go to the hellfire, what if you just forget your family? Your family is no longer like your family anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you only had them in this dunya. Like, no, I want them past this dunya because I only get one set of parents, right? This is me speaking as a child. I only get one set of parents. I don't know what it's like to be a parent yet. So I won't know the love that your you won't know the love that your parents have for you until you get to that state. But I can tell you right now, like it's it's unfathomable until you get to that point. 
and I've it's it has to be like that on purpose because mm-hmm. yeah, you could get a pet or something like that, but that, that's never gonna compare to your own like child. A some someone that you're responsible for understanding that yeah, what what I teach or, him from this from a young age is gonna stick with him for the rest of his life. Or even rationally, you could think about it. And and the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he blesses the orphan or he honors the orphan. Yeah. SubhanAllah, wh- why? Never ask yourself why. Because think about how much of a ni'mah it is to have parents when you're young. And then when that, when you don't have that, maybe you've been tried with that. Think about like that, that takes a toll on a person. I feel bad for like SubhanAllah, the orphans, they're so high up. Like SubhanAllah. It's crazy. Yeah, so the orphans are obviously so high up. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, just, I'm just saying like even rationally, because you said we, we, we would never know the love that a parent has for a child because we're not parents ourselves yet. But mm-hmm. you can you can see like you can even rationally you can look at the Quran like how Allah are the Surah, you ask Allah, yourself, hey, Allah even says don't even say oof to your parents yeah. as little as oof. Like, mm-hmm. If you want to think about if you want to think about an orphan think about Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wanted that love for himself. Think about it like that for an orphan, your your parents' love would not be enough for you, but the love of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will always be enough, whether you have parents or not. For the orphan, they're honored. By having that that justice from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like that, that may be just like, you know, a piece of, you know, up, uplifting, right? See, obviously, I don't know what that feels like. And subhanAllah for my, for my parents, for what they've done for me. You know, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me with, right? But for the people who struggle out there, having like, they struggle with their relationship with their parents. Whether they have their parents or whether they don't, whether they have only one parent or whatever it may be. The fact of the matter is be good to them. Be like being good to them is like not only does it bring nitma for you, right? It's so important. Like can't stress that. It's so important. You have to be good to your parent. I don't like there's no this episode should not even be more than 10 minutes, but the reason why is because there are so many situations out there today. There are so many like things that can destroy a lot of people come today. Yeah. A lot of people they especially we see that in the West, like the family unit is kind of broken, it's kind of deterred. You you know, it's very rare like you meet someone with a complete family, mother, father, brothers, sisters, auntie, uncles, stuff, but, stuff like here, that. Here's the thing though. Shaitan, he loves divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Like I remember I remember hear, hearing a thing where it's like, okay, a certain shaitan will go to uh Iblis and he'll say, Oh, I made such and such commit such a sin, or I made someone commit adultery, or I made such and such drink alcohol, and he will say, You have did nothing. And then another shaitan will come and he'll say, I made so and so divorce. Uh I'd made this family divorce, right? And the shaitan will like, I don't know if he said hug him, but anyways, he 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 admires what he just did, right? Mm-hmm. Because he knows that if if you break, if you break a family, you break the society. And you got to think about it. divorce is halal though. Divorce mm-hmm. is halal, but yet when it happens. It makes the shaitan so happy to think because once you break the family, the family structure, you break the community, you break the community, you break the country, you break the country, you break the whole world. Mm-hmm. You, you, it, it all starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh. And like, we, we don't even have to get into divorce, but think about like, like a divorce between a father and a son or a father and a daughter. Like this, this connect, if you have a disconnect or a mother and her child, whatever, if you have a disconnect there, like think about how miserable of a life that is. On both like, parties. Yeah, exactly. Like, bro, these are your parents. It's not like you can just go outside and look for another, uh, like mm-hmm. another family or whatever. No, this is not, this is why I always say like, the, you can't compare a spouse and a mother, right? Everybody's always like, oh, if you have to choose between saving your wife or saving your mother, what are you going to do? I'm not going to tell you which one I'm going to do because the love I have for both is different, right? Mm-hmm. Like the love for a mother, this is the one that the Prophet said, this is your friend three times, three times before your father, three Mm -hmm. times before anybody else, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is 
someone that, you know, if the Prophet could have his mother, he would have. Like that, that, that's the type of love that there is for a mother, right? He didn't have his mother for his, for his whole life. She, she died when he was young. But uh, when, when those types of things come up, I'm sitting here like, brother, I can't have another mother if she's gone. If I don't have my mother, I don't have another one. If, I, if my spouse is gone, like if, if I lose my spouse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can bless me with another one. Because maybe that was not the one that I was going to walk into Jannah with. But my mother, if I don't walk into Jannah with her, I don't walk into Jannah with any mother. It's not like I can just ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, can I have a new mother? No. What's the point? SubhanAllah. Why are you like so low? Like pick yourself up, man. But here, here's another like tricky thing to think about. What if your spouse is the mother of your children? Yes, that's that's also subhanAllah. That, like, speaking from like a, a like a parent standpoint, there's so much name in raising a righteous offspring. So much name. I think look about like the the lineage of the prophets. They were descendants of one another. Like, and think about how that carries on to the day of judgment, subhanAllah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Prophet Ibrahim, I mean, his dua is like, it's probably one of the most, uh, one of the most heard duas for, for me mm-hmm. in the Quran is like him, um, not only his dua, obviously telling his children, don't die unless you are Muslims, but also him making dua to, for his entire lineage yeah. to be of the Muslims. And with that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed his entire lineage by granting him like by granting every single prophet to be from the lineage of mm-hmm. Prophet Ibrahim mm-hmm. granting them wisdom that is unprecedented, mm-hmm. wisdom that only lies with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Because mm-hmm. the prophets, yeah, they they are granted knowledge above like the the average human, because the they come with a message that is directly from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to deliver a message to people to a people to a nation that is from Allah. Mm-hmm. And we as Muslims, we should be striving for a lineage like that. Obviously, we're not, you're not going to get prophets, but you can get people who, they, they can raise their status. They can raise the status of other people. People who seek knowledge. They spread the knowledge. What do you say on the people who say, uh, who, who truly believe that their parents mistreat them? What, what, what would be, be your advice to someone who came to you and said, my mother and my father, they mistreat me. What should I do? Well, what would, be, your, on, what would like, be one advice that you would give to that person? Well, like I said before, you know, respect your parents at a distance. So anything, anytime you have an opportunity to do something for them, something well for them, take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And if they, and if they're going to continue, then of course, you know, like I said, keep your distance, but you know, you're still going to respect them. Any new opportunities that open up and just keep making du- dua to Allah. And, you know, inshallah, one day, you know, you'll get your justice. That's the most you can do though, is making dua, right? Like, and also educating yourself, educating yourself on what they do. If they're mistreating you and you understand like, okay, this is, this is against you know, the the rules of Islam. Like, Islam does not tell you that you're allowed to do these things, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna... Me, I'd have to go educate. Like, I'd have to tell you, like, bro, you can't do this in Islam. If they try to tell me otherwise, I'll be like... um, What's it called? Is it an ayah? Like, it says, like, glory be to Allah, he is far above that which they associate with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, see, that's all... That's speaking about idols and stuff like that, right? But, mm-hmm. like, you could apply it to something... If they apply a thing they're not listening to me and they're mistreating me and they think that they're still like going with the rules of islam like they're they're doing something haram but they don't acknowledge it you're associating something with allah that's not there if you don't acknowledge something that is haram like a, a parent mistreating a child or a child mistreating a parent okay now how would you what would you tell a parent who says their child doesn't listen to them or so, such and such and such and such and such and such what would you say to them like that their their children mistreat the parents. Do their do if their children understand the difference between right right and wrong, like they're at, they're above the age of puberty, they can make their own decisions, mm-hmm. like Islamically. Mm-hmm. Then 
I tell them like you're you're not responsible for their deeds anymore. Now, obviously, still try to guide them, still try to advise them. It's the same way if like if you have to advise like your sister, or, uh, your wife, or something, or your mother to to wear the hijab, even if they don't do your part up until a certain point. There's no forcing. Yeah, don't drain yourself either. Yeah, exactly. Because then you might you might start falling into certain things that you didn't want to. You might you can start you, destroying yourself. Yeah, it might turn you away, right? Because you might become angry. You might say things that you don't mean. Exactly. You might say things that you're not supposed to say, right? Like, this is where certain things like takfeeding someone or calling someone a munafik or passing judgment that isn't yours to pass onto someone else will come from if you're if you have that type of anger. I feel like someone. my I feel like my biggest advice will not to act out of anger on either ever. Like not to act out of anger ever because Anger clouds your judgment. Anger, anger clouds your judgment, and you say the worst things when you're angry. Mm-hmm. You've never, you never gotten angry, said some things, and then later said that that was the right thing to say. That was that. that yeah, you always one. think you, about. You always think about it. And be like, dang, I wish I never said that. Wish I never did this. You, why was I, why was I so how mad? You could have did it so differently. You could have yeah. said something better. Like I always, always think of that. I'm always like, I don't know, like I don't know why. If I ever say something out of anger or whatever, I'll think later. I'll think of something better that I could have said. Exactly, like, man. I could have said and that, bro. This is the importance of patience because imagine that moment you would have just took a breath, walked away, came back, and then like, even I, I've used this before, and like, alhamdulillah, it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. on my end and uh, and like what I'm about to say. All the time because I'm like, man, 10 minutes ago, this is not what I would have said. And I was thinking about something crazy. So that's my biggest advice between and, and relationship between all families. Because sometimes it, people get angry. It happens. But when you say you say some things out of anger, that could damage a whole relationship for the rest of your life. Wait, if, and you can't take back your words. Yeah. You can't take them back. Well, I'm, about to bring, I'm about to bring up something very beneficial, actually. Something that happens today. Like when you see the issues between families, like let's say... Um, uh, people who have like absentee parents or something like that, you see how that affects them their entire life. So then they start chasing things that they would have, that they would need from their like family. Like if you look at, um, if you look at a woman who has an absentee father, she's going to be chasing the attention of from males, men, yeah. from men her entire life. That's why you see a lot of these people who start like these, these only fans, they show off their body. They say fatherless activity. Like, that's what people label it label it as, but even if they were to have a dad, I'm I'm gonna look at you. I'm gonna be like, there's an issue within your family because a regular rational human being is not gonna just come out of their family, a loving family, and do these things degrading themselves, degrading their family name. Like when you have a family, you have an image to represent as the well. The idea of a like, family name is completely gone. Yeah, exactly. Like, and this is not just a cultural thing. Like, no, yeah, in Sudan, yeah, obviously your family name it matters, but everywhere it matters. Yeah. Right. Like. You represent Islam, that that matters. That matters the most. But your family as well. Because, bro, if you're out here degrading yourself on social media to get some likes and to get some followers, think about they, how they look at your parents. Exactly. Like, if someone was to see yeah. your parents in public, be like, bro, how that's would always, you let your son or your daughter do this? Yeah. Exactly. Like, bro, for... Um, look, look, we've all heard the saying, you're the average of the five friends you hang around, or the Prophet said exactly. you're on the religion of your friend. Now think about your own parents, these people that raise you up, the people that you're around the most. Mm-hmm. You really think they're not going to rub off on you? The most exactly. exactly like that's exactly what I'm saying. And this is this is something like you, you'll see today. If I see someone who's committing like goofy acts, I'm gonna look at you and I'm be like, "Where are your parents at?" It's bro? not it's not just you who you're making a fool out of. You're making a fool out of your parents because what the the idea of a family name is gone now. But even back then, like say you want to get married to so and so, or you want to um, associate you your business partner with so and so, and like they come from a noble family. That's like that that association comes with the person. It comes yeah. with you. 
you, you guys want to understand what I'm saying yeah, here with the course. idea of a family name? Now, see, the thing with the family name that could be negative is, you know, the expectations that come with it. Like, let's say you come from a very noble family, but you're not necessarily meeting the ex expectations because, like, you're still working on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Now, see, don't despair on something like that. Like, I know I know what that feels like. <laughs> like, I've been to Sudan. I have my, my family name in Sudan is, you know, uh, they're very respected, right? But me, I'm not... I, li I grew up in America, so my Sudanese identity was was lacking at a time. So then people looked at me like, man, you're not even Sudanese for real. And at, there was a time where I was like, man, what the heck? Like, am I Sudanese? Am I American? Like, what am I supposed to do? And it actually, it actually killed me for a while. I was like, bro, that was like an identity crisis. I, I wrote a freaking whole essay about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, um, and yeah, when, when you have that type of thing, that's going to play with your mind. Mm -hmm. But when you have an image and you can... Uh, represent it well, but you don't, like out of your own arrogance or ignorance, that's where an issue will arise. You let emotions cloud yourself. You, you get mad with so-and-so. Maybe you're at, like you're at a family event and you act a fool. Like that, those types of things, they just, they anger me so much because your family, that's the place where you're supposed to conduct yourselves the most. That's the place where you're supposed to dress the mo dress the best. That's the place, like some people, they put on for random strangers that they, they, don't, they don't even know. Like, that's like, that. it gets me so... I'm not gonna say angry, but it makes me disappointed or upset because your family—that's that's who you're supposed to try and try and impress or try and help or try well, and benefit. Yeah, that reminds me of like when when I used to, when I was a kid, like and let's say whole bunch of like our families would go out for a dinner or something like that, and let's say I'm part of like a group of the kids who are doing something stupid. My parents will look at me like I'm embarrassing them. At the time, I didn't know, like, mm -hmm. what, what, how am I embarrassing? Like, I'm just being a kid type of, no. But now I'm thinking about it, like, bro, if I'm around people and they're doing something embarrassing, I'm be like, yo, bro, like, conduct yourself. Like, you're you're around us. Like, we have to look honorable. And I'm not saying, oh, care what other people think. No, no, it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying conduct yourself it's, as if. It's, it's a respect as if, of yourself. It's, yeah, exactly. it's respect yourself and it's character. It's just ba basically character and mannerism. But more importantly, respect yourself, the fact, knowing the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you. Why would you make a fool of yourself knowing that Allah, Allah is watching? Like, what the heck? This, like, this is also more of an episode about, like, character and stuff. Because the way you conduct yourself, the character is so important in, in Islam. So important. Your your speech towards your parents or to, to anyone random. Like, it's so important. Yeah, we might, we might bring up character a lot. But you see how character plays into a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It plays into the way that you treat your family. The way that you conduct yourself with your family in public or in private. Or whatever the case may be, right? And... Um, I, I like to think about it for myself. Like if I was a father, I always think about it like, because I'm, I guess I'm at that age or whatever, where I could think like the way I would want to do things for myself, the way I want to do things differently. Mm -hmm. Cause like you could always want to be like your parents, chase the legacy of your parents. What, no, the, the point is to ch be better than them. Cause what if you in doing that achieve a higher status of Jannah and you bring them up with you? SubhanAllah, I, I, I've always thought of that. Like ever since I was maybe like 13 or something like that. I always yeah, thought about Or like, even think about it like, if you had children, you would want them to be better than you. Exactly. exactly. I, I want, I what's, want more, to, what's more? What's more blessing? To, what's more of a bless? Like a, more of a blessing than righteous offspring who do good while you when you pass or when you grow old and you're feeble and you grow weak because that's going to be a stage where you come in your life. You might be strong now, but later on you're going to become weak. Mm -hmm. And then what would you, what, what look, would you do if you didn't have righteous? I'm going to speak about us for a second. Mm -hmm. Like obviously, our parents they didn't grow up in a generation where you had podcasts or you had social media or or whatever or cameras or, or technology for real. So they see us, they start, we start a podcast speaking about Islam, you know, speaking about the beauty of Islam, how it's helped us in our lives. Think about the way that they look at us now. Mm -hmm. Like, like our parents have told us, like, yeah, they're very proud of us. Or their friends have told them they're very proud of us because of what we're doing. You know, subhanAllah, I don't attribute that to anything but the but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a ni'mah from Allah, right? But it's to show you, like, we took 
you know, what our parents gave us, right? Mm -hmm. They did their best, right? We took that, we turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can help us in these times of need, in these times where we need to like uh, mm -hmm. seek to raise our, our status with him, right? So in doing that, we're actively seeking to be better than our parents. It feels and like, I, yeah, I don't, it feels I don't like, feel ashamed to say that. It feels like a time crutch. I feel like because one day you, you will be separated from them like, one way or another. And it's just like, man, subhanAllah. Exactly. So it's like, it's like you want to make the most out of the time you have while you still have it. Yeah. And, and like, I have no shame in saying, oh yeah, I want to be better than my parents. I do want to be better than my parents because what, what's the point of me being here if I'm going to be like, nah, nah, let my parents be better than me. Let them do more good deeds than me. Like, nah, I'm going to chase to do more good deeds than them. No, no, no. The same way I'm chasing to do more good deeds than y'all, but like I'm not gonna look at the amount of good deeds you do and be like, okay, he did 20 good deeds today. I'm gonna do 20. Like, no. Pocket watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just means competing with the people around me. The same way, like I like if we're gonna go to the masjid and pray, we're all gonna try to do more than the other. But yeah, we're not gonna look at the what, what the other is doing. And when it comes to me, so like, you know how people are always like, oh, learn from your own mistakes. Of course, learn from your own mistakes. But one thing I've always been big about, and this is something I've always heavily reflected on, I always learn from other people's mistakes. I always observe other people. I observe what they do because I'm like, I don't want to end up like them. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be where they're at because of something that they did, right? Yeah. And that even includes your parents. Look at where they made mistakes. Look at where they messed up. And then aspire to avoid those types of things. And also, as I got older, being an older sibling, just being an older sibling, not even a parent yet. I look at certain things and I'm like, now I understand why my parents did a certain thing, did certain things that when I was a kid, I, I didn't understand. I'd be like, like, why are they doing this? Right. But now as an older sibling, I can understand hundred percent completely. And it all, it all makes sense. Right. They just know better than us or they did know better than us at a certain time. SubhanAllah for that. Actually, that's like the cycle of life, man. What the heck? <laughs> man, bro, bro, I had to see a little glimpse of like parenthood being an older sibling. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Was I like a parent to you, bro? No. Ah, hey. <laughs> bro, people think they older. He's <laughs> fake, man. Dang. No, that's actually, that's actually very cool. Like, saying how, like, being a, an older sibling made you understand wisdoms that, like, your parents gave you as a, as a kid. I mean, I don't know if I could really share in that. I mean, I'd have to really think about it. I really haven't thought about it like that. But that's actually something a very good perspective to have. Profound. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, subhanAllah for that. You know, the moral of this entire podcast is understanding, like, the way you act towards your family is very important. Like, if it's not even for your family. It's for the sake of Allah. Like, do exactly, you know, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would see best for you. And if you are in doubt of any of it, ask Allah. You have access to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 24-7. Like there's not mm -hmm. a moment in the day that you can't make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He sent down the, the Quran as a guide. Yeah. In there, you know, he, he, he has the answers for humanity. You think you're not, you're not going to open up the Quran and find the answers? He has, he has the roles of the man. He has the roles of the woman. He has the roles of the children. He has the roles of what you should be doing for yourself, how you should conduct yourself. Mm -hmm. And he also sent the Prophet to deliver that message the best to deliver that message. And right? whatever, and you look yeah. you look upon that, you reflect upon that. There's no way you can be mi misguided or misled. Absolutely no way. Yep. And whatever you go through, like with your parents, whether they mistreat you, you mistreat them or whatever, think about it, understanding that there's not a situation in the world that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't know about. There's not a si single thing that happens that Allah doesn't have wisdom for, right? There, like your situation is not going to be un unique to the fact that 
oh, I, this is only happening to me. No one else has ever gone through this. Like, no, mm -hmm. this has happened before. And Allah knows it. Like, Allah knows better than us. And obviously, he's going to put you through something that's going to test your faith, that's going to test your will and understanding. Will you go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Will you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No matter what difficulty arises. Mm -hmm. And I understand the difficulty with, like, family is hard. That's tough. Like, there, there have been difficulties in every family. But it's how you bounce back from these things. It's how you turn to Allah in these things. And, you know, with that being said, uh, inshallah, this was something very beneficial to everybody. A reminder for us and for you, uh, for whoever's watching or, or listening. And, you know, subhanAllah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. All right, just a reminder. Remember, your parents are a blessing and a test, and your children are as well. And with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you like this video, share it with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this. And we are also st uh, not scholars. We're still students of knowledge, and we're working on getting better, of course. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And I just want to finish off by saying, if there's one group of people or pe person on earth that you should want to look good for, or want to be nice to, or want to be kind to, it's your parents or it's your family. And also in the Quran, Allah says, well, we'll insana So, and we have joined upon mankind to the parents' good treatment. So that's all. I want to finish that. And assalamu alaikum warahmatullah.